Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Not drinking. Oh, is that what, the, is that what we're doing? <laughs> I guess. I mean. <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm Carl. I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety day is August 22nd, 2014. I always feel like there's another number that should be in there, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is the podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two of 2019 of our podcast for the years long coverage, which is 50 plus full length episodes. And it goes without saying, we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Moderation. Because we're so good at moderating things. Keeps me waiting. <laughs> um, what, what are we doing here, Chelsea? We are doing Living Sober Round 2. Fight. <laughs> so we are doing um, uh, Living Sober uh in the book living sober where we are going to oh you know what i need to do i need to set up the sharing where um where i actually uh set up the audio so that we can we can uh you know you know what i'm saying i, I know what you're it, saying so i can set up the audio so that we can do the computer audio okay um all right so um so we're doing the the living sober booklet where we we're going to we're going to play the audio and then we're going to respond to it. And in this case, uh, so if you go back to the last episode, which is new beginnings yep. and, or if you have the hashtag on the website, living sober, uh, I don't know, follow the trail back. Um, <laughs> wherever follow, you the are, follow the breadcrumbs back. Uh, you can get back to where we started in terms of living sober and the new beginnings. And what month would this be in? And it, it was like the beginning of May. Um, and it was, uh, in what year are we in 2022? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you can go back to the beginning of May in 2022 and then, um, and then what season are we in? Oh my God. Season five, season five. Yeah. We're in no season five. idea. We're in season five. <laughs> <laughs> we got to remember this stuff moving forward so that you can uh, begin as, uh, you know, re uh, with us as we, you know, listen to living sober and then we respond to the living sober uh, text. Um, Chelsea, did you have a good week? I guess is the thing, right? We, we must banter. Apparently. Bantering. We must banter. Let's banter. Did, away. did you have a good week? Did you like, I mean, now that we're like, cause you know, we're not really like talking about our weeks as much. Did you have a good, did you have a good week? Um, no comment. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> did you have a week? I had a week, man. I worked my fucking ass off and uh, I'm training two new people. So it's me and two newbies at work. Nice. And 
I've, I think I ended up working like 50 something hours last week and it's just a lot. But okay. But just to entertain yourself, you really should have the new people like do like really obscure shit that actually doesn't need to be done. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like go get the, uh, the I don't know, the inquisitor form from Becky or whatever it is. And see what, you know what I mean? Like that would be kind so, of, <clears throat> I like have control issues. And so I've really come a long way and now I'll like tell someone how to do something and then preface it with, this is how I do it. You can do it your way so long as it gets done correctly. Mm. Um, but then I'll like chime in and be like, well, this is why I do this. This is, you know, and I started creating videos on how to do everything that I do because I'm getting really sick of having to say it over and over again. And it's just, it's, it change is not fun. Being responsible is not fun. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I need a vacation. It was my, my two weeks off from school. And I ended up having to do shit for school during that time and work. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a week, it's but, been a week. you know, what about you, Carl? <laughs> I, I, you know, I had a really good interview. Uh, my first official, like big, big boy interview Nice uh, in like whatever, 20 years. So, um, so it went really well. Um, I was, I was, you know, I went into it with that fear of, oh gosh, like, what if they ask me things I don't know? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? Like there's going to be things I don't know. And it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to not know. And you, do you know, Chelsea, do you know how many things I don't know? I a mean, lot. A, a lot of fucking things. <laughs> Like there's so many fucking things I don't know. So yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, so I, I, you know, I let here, here's the, what I walked into it as I was going to get to know, um, you know, uh, another person on a zoom call it was a zoom interview. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that, that was my only goal. Like is just to like, just say, to meet them, just to meet and talk about being a creative. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that's really what we're doing at the baseline base of things like i'm just going to get together with another human being who also does what i do for a living therefore like it should be pretty easy right yeah you know mm -hmm. so that's how i leveled it in my mind anyway and i was like okay so so that's what i did i'm like you know it was kind of like a blind date <laughs> in this really weird kind of a way right you know it's like one of those speed date things yeah, those so, are always nerve wracking, but I think that's a really good way to go about it is, you know, you put your intention out there of like, my intention is not to like make myself look incredible. My intention mm -hmm. is to like show up, be myself, meet mm -hmm. this person, you know, because it's just as important for you to like that person it is as it is for them to like you. Yeah. One of the things my sponsor was talking about, uh, especially, um, you know, as I move forward with my career choices, which was, you know, um, to interview the other company rather than just accept kind of, you know, where, what they're giving me, right. right. Challenge to, you know, ask them the questions and that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool. I, I just, I, so I did have questions. I also did like, um, I had a story for every question, which was like, because I was being myself, right. Mm -hmm. Which is just like me and you sitting here. Like, if you ask me a question, I will go, oh, you know, let me, let me look, you know, flip through the archives and find something to tell Chelsea about. <laughs> my what I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But that was it. Like I did, I had something, something to say around everything. And then, um, so I think that, you know, that it was just really a positive experience. And that's where I was like, oh, I wish I could get more interviews because it just is, a, it's, I love meeting people. I love like yeah. doing what we do, you know? So, um, it was, it was just super cool in that regard. So. Uh, I hope to do that. I also have another interview on Monday, which I think will be awesome. So, um, so we'll see how that goes as well. So yeah, that's, uh, such a, that's a yeah. good attitude to have about it because let me tell you, like, I don't think I have ever been excited for an interview because mm. you know, just the panic sets in and I'm like, well, what if I do this? What if I look like a fucking idiot psychopath? Yeah. And because sometimes I say things <laughs> I and I don't hilarious. Really Sometimes I'm like, 
oh, normal people don't think like I do. Yeah. Like, well, and, so that was in, in my interview. I basically I said that. I yeah. said that they, she said, like, what do you think other people would say about you? I'm like, that I'm a little different. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I'm, but I, and I, and I did say not only am I different, but I am clinically different. Like I have been evaluated to be very different, which is not a bad thing in advertising, right? You know, mm -hmm. you're supposed to come at it from a different angle. If you want somebody who's going to see something from a fresh perspective, why not have somebody who's been evaluated mm -hmm. <laughs> to be different? And again, it's not a bad thing. It's just that I see things differently, which mm -hmm. I thought was pretty cool. Um, so I actually, I used all that stuff in the interview. I don't care if, actually, uh, this is the other thing. Do not care to get the job, like, or not, right? Like, that's where mm -hmm. you have to be as well in that moment would i love to get the job absolutely do i think it would be a really challenging wonderful like finally getting my brain like triggered into a whole different category i would love that right mm -hmm. but oh you know all my hopes and fears are not reliant upon it so there's the there's the expectation you know once you let that off you know and then you're just there to get to know somebody who's also a creative that's mm -hmm. you know it just levels the playing field so it's pretty cool well, and just to like kind of bring it back to recovery, like, um, what is that what we're doing here? I I think <laughs> so. I'm not sure. Oh, not yeah. sure anymore. Thanks no, for the but, reality. <laughs> <laughs> but to to kind of bring it back, it's like you know, thy will, not mine, be done, mm -hmm. and that's really what calms me down a lot in those situations where I feel like I need to control things or be perfect. If it's meant to work out, it will work out. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, which is the um, which is the, the the saying, you know. Again, it's the um, you know, mine is the action, not the outcome. Like that. That's mm -hmm. that's it. So I just I just get to show up. The rest takes care of itself. Like I can't, you know. Again, I can't force these people to hire me or anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, God damn you! Especially you people will like me. <laughs> you will know me. You will if pay it, me. If it was an in-person interview, I probably could have done some maneuvering. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Zoom makes it really hard. They just hang up on you. All right. <laughs> so um, so what we're going to do is uh, um, we're going to listen to some some living sober audio. And, the, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, so if you are interested, if you're not interested in doing that, just fucking hang up now. Just like, you know, find another podcast to listen to. Friends in Recovery, by the way, they're uh, they're doing uh, step five, I think, still. Of course, it's a fifth month, right? And they have uh, uh, Jeff Zizel. Jeff Zizel. Zizel on there. I love Jeff, actually. He's got a lot. Of, he's a therapist. who he's, he's into stoicism as well, so which is like, like, so I'm getting a little man crush on him, you know? <laughs> Uh-oh, here it comes. I'm like, Jeff, can you come on our podcast? So, anyway, <laughs> so, so, um, oh, oh, yesterday, uh, I, I, okay, uh, remember Phil in our, um, our basic training thing, mm -hmm. our physical exercise? Bang so and I, bod Phil. Bang and bod Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so I got together with Phil yesterday morning. <laughs> And again, actually just as more of like, a, all right, I'm going to start doing this. Like, cause he's still doing it. And nobody's showing up, which I think is kind of terrible, actually. A bunch of alcoholics. Like we don't, but I was like, you know what? I, I, um, he's volunteered to do it. I have talked to him about it. And I am like, you know, I was kind of like in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to do that shit. And then, uh, after we had our little interview and it just kind of maybe like, I don't know, the seed got planted. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this shit on Saturdays, nine o'clock, you know, Pacific standard time. And then what would that be? Eastern? It would be like 12 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, whatever, wherever you live in between there, but you know, that's the thing is I was like, you know what, why not make that a thing? So every Saturday I'm going to be on Mr. Phil's thing. So go look at that stuff on SilverPod live. Um, he's going to post his zoom link. So I, I would just like to make it like a thing that we do. Right mm -hmm. from a from a recovery standpoint, I just think it's awesome because he, like, <laughs> believe me, he started going slower after our discussion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he like didn't like you know jump you right up. Yeah, jump you. So yeah, I was like, thank you for keeping it in line with the alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Like I can stretch my arm up and down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it, it was pretty cool so i'm gonna so i'm gonna be promoting that a little bit more and and pushing that a little bit more on the silver pod live but 
uh, please go to SilverPod Live and like that page. Or you'll uh, well be part of the group, and then you can see uh, you know get notifications of all that stuff too. And I'll be including that in, in our in our emails. Oh yeah, which by the way, sign up for our emails. Go to our uh, SilverPod.com, and then you can uh, register to uh, get notified. We'll be we put a lot more stuff in emails, you know, as we announce stuff and blah blah blah. So stuff maybe stuff you'll only see there in the emails as well. So mm -hmm. just want to make sure I threw that shit out there. All right. What else are we doing? We're listening. We're responding. We're Is that what we're doing? We're living sober. <laughs> I, I, I feel actually, like there should be a song like living sober one day at a time. I don't you know. See, I look at it's like a like a eighties uh, sitcom. It's like <laughs> like three's company I, or like, something like. Like every time you say "living sober," that's what goes through my mind, and I don't know where it came from. But I'm living sober too. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's terrible. All right, so here we go. Uh, I'm gonna start playing. Tell me if you can't hear it, or if you can hear it, because I'm not sure if I have it set up right. All right, ready? Here it goes. One using this We're booklet good. okay good this booklet does not offer a plan for recovery from alcoholism Aww. the alcoholics anonymous steps that summarize its program of recovery are set forth in detail in the books alcoholics anonymous and 12 steps and 12 traditions those steps are not interpreted here nor are the processes they cover discussed in this booklet here, we tell only some methods we have used for living without drinking. You are welcome to all of them, whether you are interested in Alcoholics Anonymous or not. Our drinking was connected with many habits, big and little. Some of them were thinking habits or things we felt inside ourselves. Mm. Others were doing habits, things we did, actions we took. In getting used to not drinking, we have found that we needed new habits to take the place of those old ones. For example, instead of taking that next drink, the one in your hand or the one you've been planning on, can you just postpone it until you read to the bottom of page six? Sip some soda or fruit juice instead of an alcoholic beverage while you read. A little later, we'll explain more fully what's behind this change in habits. After we spent a few months practicing these new sober habits or ways of acting and thinking, they became almost second nature to most of us, as drinking used to be. Not drinking has become natural and easy, not a long, dreary struggle. These practical hour-by-hour -hour methods can easily be used at home, at work, or in social gatherings. Also included here are several things we have learned not to do or to avoid. These were things that we now see once tempted us to drink or otherwise endangered our recovery. We think you'll find many or even all of the suggestions discussed here valuable in living sober with comfort and ease. There is nothing significant about the order in which the booklet presents them. They can be rearranged in any way you like that works. Nor is this a complete listing. Practically every AA member you meet can give you at least one more good idea not mentioned here. And you will probably come up with brand new ones that work for you. We hope you pass them on to others who can also profit by them. AA as a fellowship does not formally endorse nor recommend for all alcoholics every line of action included here, but each practice mentioned has proved useful to some members and may be helpful to you. This booklet is planned as a handy manual for consulting from time to time, not something to be read straight through just once, then forgotten. Here are two cautions which have proved helpful. A. Keep an open mind. Perhaps some of the suggestions offered here will not appeal to you. If that is the case, we have found that instead of rejecting them forever, it's a better idea to just set them aside for the time being. If we don't close our minds to them permanently, we can always go back later on and try out ideas we didn't like before if we want to. For instance, some of us found that in our initial non-drinking days, the suggestions and comradeship offered by an AA sponsor helped us greatly to stay sober. Others of us waited until we had visited many groups and met many AAs before we finally called on a sponsor's help. 
Some of us found formal prayer a strong aid in not drinking, while others fled from anything that suggested religion. But all of us are free to change our minds on these ideas later if we choose. Many of us found that the sooner we started work on the 12 steps offered as a program of recovery in the book Alcoholics Anonymous, the better. Others of us felt the need to postpone this until we had been sober a little while. The point is, there is no prescribed AA right way or wrong way. Each of us uses what is best for himself or herself without closing the door on other kinds of help we may find valuable at another time. And each of us tries to respect others' rights to do things differently. Sometimes an AA member will talk about taking the various parts of the program in cafeteria style, selecting what he likes and letting alone what he does not want. Maybe others will come along and pick up the unwanted parts, or maybe that member himself will go back later and take some of the ideas he previously rejected. However, it is good to remember the temptation in a cafeteria to pick up nothing but a lot of desserts or starches or salads or some other food we particularly like. It serves as an important reminder to us to keep a balance in our lives. In recovering from alcoholism, we found that we needed a balanced diet of ideas, even if some of them did not look at first as enjoyable as others. Like good food, good ideas did us no good unless we made intelligent use of them. And that leads to our second caution. Well, first, let's discuss our first caution. <laughs> caution. 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 What do you think of uh, keeping an open mind, Chelsea? How, how important was it for you when you first? Well, I guess here's the thing. They're not talking really about um, AA necessarily, right? But how mm -hmm. important was it for you to talk about? just to keep an open mind in general, like never mind about program or, you know, uh, cause they talk about like, you know, they're talking about prayer and yeah. know, those other things. I mean, well, I think so that's a tough one for me because I felt really conflicted in the beginning. Um, so it was, it was hard for me to keep an open mind, but at the same time I, I did keep an open mind. I, I like to think of myself as, one who will entertain any possibility and um until i'm proven wrong or you know there's evidence that something doesn't work or is wrong um but had i not kept an open mind i would not have stayed sober bottom line i don't think i would have um i battled for so long i was that person he was just talking about who went to many meetings uh, for a year and didn't seek out a sponsor, didn't really want to connect with other people. I just wanted to listen and kind of try and battle, battle myself. You know, am I an alcoholic? Am I not? Like I wanted to fight that for myself. And, um, I think I did myself a disservice, but, um, a part of me did keep an open mind that, you know, maybe this will work for me because nothing else has. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm going to like follow this through until it doesn't work. Um, I think it's really important, especially for people newly in recovery, because you're not going to get that instant gratification. You're just not, not everything's going to be perfect when you get sober. That's not how this works. You actually have to put in the work and, um, what you're telling me i gotta work <laughs> i just want if, to be sober man but if you if you don't <laughs> if you don't like believe that it can get better then it won't get better yeah that's you know truth. what about you though keeping oh, an open mind well you know i i had always you know i never really saw myself as closed-minded in in terms of um you know i mean, just in general right like i always kind of felt like you know yeah, it's pretty liberal, you know, blah, 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 you know, open-minded to other people's, you know, whatever, you know, all that good stuff, right? I just kind of felt like, yeah, everybody gets to live their lives and I get to live mine. It's all all good, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I always kind of said, like, yeah, I'm an open-minded person. It's like, well, except for when it comes to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <It's> like, you <laughs> have very strong yeah, opinions. I'm very fucking, you know, I'm very closed-minded. And so I didn't realize that, like, for a lot of my stuff going on that, uh, I, I was not, I was not readily 
accepting. I was very judgmental of of people and what they what they consumed, how they consumed it. But then again, like who was I at the time, right? Like what was I doing? <laughs> it's like fucking sit home, fucking you know, swigging fucking rum and coke, like like I was some kind of fucking saint. So you know, I I think that that's um, you know, uh, you know, uh, here's the thing when when i'm newly sober when i'm just getting sober i i don't i don't think that i am being closed-minded i really don't i mm-hmm. you know because just the littlest of giving is a very big thing right like mm-hmm. to the to the newly sober you know what i mean like like just just walking into a fucking aa meeting period never mind fucking saying like i'm curl and i'm an alcoholic right like you know you know it's like i'm i'm just curl <laughs> you know, like you know you know what i mean i don't want to you know what i mean but just walking into a meeting in and of itself to me i feel like that was an, being open-minded enough being willing to just listen was enough mm-hmm. and and boy i had you know uh you know, after the first hour i was like i've gone too far you know um mm-hmm. so um so yeah i was very close-minded and i didn't really understand how closed i had become or how negative and judgmental and just balled up I was in terms of all these things um and how much fear resides in all that stuff like you know you know so there was all that stuff you know I don't really I'm not in touch with any of that shit not early on I don't really I'm not going to call it fear because I'm going to change it immediately so that it gets disguised as something else right disgust Mm -hmm. or like whatever like I'm going to put it all on you it's not going to be on me that's for sure you know so very very different stuff for me um you know, and then um and then again i i like how they were talking about like that uh you know when it does come to aa that there is no um there is no prescribed quote unquote aa right way or wrong way like there's mm-hmm. no right or wrong way to do this and you hear that all the time but then you know but then you'll come across a lot of people who are like very much like you know no this is what you got to do and this is yeah. how you got to do it and da 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 so book. Yeah, right. So you get like, here's here's the literature, you know, that we're, you know, that is, you know, AA approved. And this is what the AA approved literature says. And then you just get the response. Oh, I don't give a shit what that says. <laughs> so, yep. so it's it's kind of funny. Like, you know, people are people, you know, in that way. But I do like the fact that it is stressed, that it is brought up. Some people say it in meetings, too. There is no right or wrong way to do this. And like you said, you started what? a year later basically yep. mm-hmm. and i was like i shut up for like three months i didn't i really you know but because i was gonna watch for a sponsor you know what i mean i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna make sure that he was he was you know appropriate and Qualified right for yeah you. <laughs> exactly right like he's gonna he's gonna live up to my standards of what it what it's like to be a sponsor but so, i i agree that i i think it's so important because I I find it unfortunate when newcomers come and there is a big book thumper, someone who is just very strict, like, Mm -hmm. you know, no room for, you know, changes or modifications. And uh, these people, alcoholics don't like being told what to do. I I don't know that anyone really does, but um, I am I'm not going to go on a tangent about this, but to me, I really, really emphasize that I don't care how you get sober. I care that you, um, focus on your recovery and not just like not drinking, right? Because it's, it's very different, not drinking and being in recovery. But, um, you know, for example, um, there is still quite a big bit of stigma regarding medication assisted treatment. So like mm-hmm. Suboxone or mm-hmm. methadone or whatever. And I see people who have been using heroin, unable to stop until they get on this medication. And then suddenly they can hold down a job and suddenly they're not, you know, getting high or hanging out with the same people. And to me, that's recovery. Now I know not everyone's going to agree with me, but, um, I just think keeping an open mind and not judging someone's recovery, if it's working for them is mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. because everyone like the goal is to be in recovery, not, not to all do it the same way. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, and I have my own opinions about, you know, stuff too. It's like, you know, some people look at, at, at uh, uh, the marijuana maintenance program as like a path to recovery. Well, at least I'm not drinking or something and I mm -hmm. will be, well, okay. You know, so I have my own, you know, limits there too. Right. So I, again, I, but it's, it's a limit for me is what it really should right. be. It should yeah. never be like, I'm judging somebody else's recovery because that, you know what I mean? Like, who mm -hmm. am I to, to really determine that? Um, but at the same rate, it's like, I have my limit of those things. Right. So I could never sit here on a, on a, on a podcast and be like, well, yeah, go ahead and go do those things. You know, I don't think that it's a good idea, especially for me. So I have my own opinions about that stuff too. And maybe that is a closed mindedness to it. But again, I have, I've been around long enough to see what happens to people who are on the on the marijuana maintenance program. You know, yeah. eventually the, I think that they end up back, um, you know, back to drinking. But I also think like, you know, if someone wants your opinion, you know, they I'm sure you'd be happy to tell them your opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, but but, but, but but yeah, like it's yeah. it's um it's not it's not gonna be my place to try and change anyone's mind other than, you know. Well, that's interesting. If it's working for you and you're staying sober, that's great. You know, yeah. I, I don't know that that would work for me. And I think that in itself is being open-minded, um, to a point, you know, we're not mm -hmm. going to agree with that, everything mm -hmm. that people do. So exactly, exactly. You know, it's, a, I mean, better, better that than dead, right. To a much Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, um, okay. So, uh, so where did we, where did we leave off? We left off on, oh, uh, it's our second condition. Yes. <laughs> right, here it is. Wait, here it goes. B, use your common sense. Oh, that. We found that we have to use plain everyday intelligence in applying the suggestions that follow. Like almost any other ideas, the suggestions in this booklet can be misused. For example, take the notion of eating candy. Obviously, alcoholics with diabetes, obesity, or blood sugar problems have had to find substitutes so they would not endanger their health, yet could still get the benefit of the candy-eating idea in recovery from alcoholism. Many nutritionists favor protein-rich snacks over sweets as a general practice. Also, it's not good for anybody to overdo this remedy. We should eat balanced meals in addition to the candy. Oh, not just candy? Another example is the use of the slogan, Easy Does It. Some of us have found that we could abuse this sensible notion, turning it into an excuse for tardiness, laziness, or rudeness. That is not, of course, what the slogan is intended for. Properly applied, it can be healing. Misapplied, it can hinder our recovery. Some among us would add to it, Easy Does It, but Do It. It's clear that we have to use our intelligence in following any advice. Every method described here needs to be used with good judgment. One more thing. AA does not pretend to offer scientific expertise on staying sober. We can share with you only our own personal experience, not professional theories and explanations. So these pages offer no new medical shortcuts on how to stop drinking if you are still doing it, nor any miraculous secrets for shortening or avoiding a hangover. Sometimes getting sober can be done on your own at home, but frequently prolonged drinking has caused such serious medical problems that you would be better advised to seek medical or hospital help for drying out. If you are that seriously ill, you may need such professional services before you can possibly be interested in what we offer here. Many of us who were not that sick, however, have sweated it out in the company of other AA members. Because we have been through it ourselves, we can often help, in a layman's way, to relieve some of the misery and suffering. At least we understand. We have been there. So this booklet is about not drinking, rather than about stopping drinking. It's about living sober. We have found that, for us, Recovery began with not drinking, with getting sober and staying completely free of alcohol in any amount and in any form. We have also found that we have to stay away from other mind-changing drugs. We can move toward a full and satisfying life only when we stay sober. Sobriety is the launching pad for our recovery.
In a way, this booklet is about how to handle sobriety. Before, we couldn't, so we drank. That's, that's the truth of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I, 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 what do you think about, um, about, I don't know, using your common sense? <laughs> um, well, there's that saying, your best thinking got you here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, the more hours, days you have sober, the more common sense comes back to you. Mm. Um, one thing I do want to say is I just working in the medical field and particular, particularly with addicts, alcoholics, psych patients, et cetera. Um, I would not ever recommend going at this alone. Um, because you can die. You can die from mm -hmm. withdrawals um, from alcohol. And so I'll just preface that. Um, but I am one of those people that did it at home. And um, I, you know, fortunately, I, I wasn't, my case was not as severe as some of the people that I saw come through treatment. Um, but did I know that beforehand? <laughs> no. Yeah. And I very well could have fucked myself like and died. Uh, so I, I just want, um, people to reach out for help, um, you know, get that professional help. And then, you know, when you are quote living sober, apply these, you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. kind of where I think this, this should start is, you know, once you're past that difficult detox, point and you're actually like trying to get into that maintenance abstinence mm -hmm. um what about you yeah i mean physical sobriety is a uh is a key um like thing just in general right it's like um yeah it, i i do i do want to talk about like how they uh they, they talk about using common sense and how people do uh pervert the uh the the, the things in alcoholics anonymous is a little bit you know, it's just like, you know, easy does it. It's like, remember, I think, I think it's funny because I sit there and I used to say like, easy does it as a saying. I was like, you know, easy does it because you're all a bunch of, you know, fragile, you know, weak alcoholics, right? You know, <laughs> and so I, I like I, I like how this actually addresses some of that stuff. But some people do use it as an excuse for tardiness, laziness, rudeness, or, you know, something that's like, oh, well, you know, if, uh, you know, if being confronted, easy does it, bro, you know, or <laughs> whatever, you know, but I, yeah, um, I, I think that's, you know, um, for me, there's other things like that in AA that people do distort and that they mm -hmm. use for their own purposes. And, uh, you know, so and I'm not, you know, this is just a really good example where they can take a simple slogan and turn it over into something else where it was never intended to be. And so people will sometimes take slogans or sayings or sentences out of uh of the big book and in and, and they'll repeat them in a meeting and it sounds great uh, but the fact is is it probably means something completely different when you add the next sentence to it you know <laughs> so yeah you, like taking it out of context totally out of context so so i would say that what they're trying to um flag here is that you know for that common sense is to say hey look you know um you know obviously if you if you have diabetes like you know uh uh you know, eating hard candies or 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 whatever uh, chocolate is not going to be a, a an idea for you right mm -hmm. uh but uh but there probably is something else that you can do in order to like uh you know curb your your uh your your cravings for for alcohol right so um so i i like that you know just you know having a um having good judgment right is something that you're going to have to do but again having physical sobriety first and being you know, at that stage where you can do that. And then I guess the other thing is if you feel like you can't have good judgment, that's really where uh, getting into the rooms and and speaking up in meetings and being able to just like, you know, because you're going to, because all these people have been there, right? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, and you go, oh, you know, if you're, because, you know, when I have an idea, I like to run it by some people every once in a while, just in <laughs> case, just in case there might be something in that idea that is dangerous, right? And, and, and or offensive or could hurt somebody, blah, blah. So, 
Um, so sometimes when I do that stuff, you get some really good responses where it's like, oh, like I never thought that that might be impacting or affecting somebody else. So, um, so again, you know, uh, the book is about what living, uh, you know, sober and not drinking. Right. And then when they say, um, um, stay away from other, we, we talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, staying away from other mind changing drugs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, you know, that I think, I think we all understand, you know, where they're coming from. Right. You know, especially if it's, uh, you know, <laughs> impacting your driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and in or, my, or, in my interpretation, like, because I've heard people argue like, well, antidepressants are mood altering or mind altering. And I'm like, they're not making me intoxicated or impaired. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't take a, a, a mood stabilizer or whatever SSRI and be like, I am so fucked up right now. (laughs) Fucked up on dopamine and serotonin. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just, it's a whole, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 so I, I feel like I don't, I don't feel like that's a, again, I don't think that's common sense, you know? I, so yeah well and i think um you know when i was newly sober i would go into the rooms and it was always interesting to hear the people speak because there were people who would talk like they knew it all and you know i'm pretty good at reading people and then there were people who just spoke about their experience and those were the people that i trusted because i'm like okay well they're not trying to sell me anything or tell me like you know, this is exactly what you have to do. If you do this, then this will happen. You know, the people who acted like they knew everything, my common sense was telling me like, yeah, they probably have some work to do. Yeah. There's the, um, um, the thing about, uh, speaking from the I statements. I learned a lot of that, uh, when I was initially getting, uh, readjusted into the life of being sober or recovery, which is like, I learned that stuff in, uh, uh, Reddit stop drinking, right? So mm-hmm. I uh like when you posted something, it was it was always supposed to be from the I, like you know, so I feel I have or I have experienced or whatever. Um, because if you spoke from any other point of view, you were you were moderated and deleted. You know, if you came off like you had some fucking, you know, holier than thou attitude or whatever, mm-hmm. and or you were preaching some other shit, like they were like deleted. <laughs> you just you just didn't uh, you didn't get very far and i think that i learned a lot in terms of those early days reading that stuff on reddit because i was so i i as i as i sit in in aa as well i i speak a lot what i really like uh is speaking from where i'm at today in my recovery not um not i mean i heard we're talking about earlier sobriety but right. I mean, but when i'm when i'm sharing in a meeting about like you know you know what's really going on kind of a thing um and by the way that's my home group what's really going on <laughs> so, uh i i speak i like to speak from the eye i like to speak from experience about what's going on and or if we are talking about like uh i don't know we were talking about like relationships the other day like i talk about my relationship i don't talk about relationships in general i talk about my relationship but i talk about how you know I'm working those things, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's never about like what you should be doing. Believe me. <laughs> so, cause I, cause I am, I have no fucking room to talk there. So, so I, I do like, to, but again, that's the point where it's like, you know, I learned to do that too, watching those other people, because there's people that I, I definitely, um, I was sharing once with a sponsor and they were like, and we were talking about so-and-so and, uh, uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I really like the way showing so, so-and-so shared, right? We were talking after a meeting and they're like, why is that? And I go, cause they really just, they don't talk about themselves. Like they don't talk about anything. Like I, I couldn't just get from reading the book, which I've read the book. So I get it. Like I, I've read the book. You know what I mean? If you're just going to sit in a meeting and spout off something that's in the book, well, guess, I mean, they have them up front mostly, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, so I don't know. So, but how do you interpret the book? How do you stay sober? How do you, you know, live this stuff rather than repeat what you've read? Because anybody can go repeat what they've read, you mm-hmm. know, but how are you doing it? How are you living it? You know, and that's so that there is that that goes on in a lot of meetings too. It's just, it's a lot like that. So it just depends again, 
we, you know, but I guess if you're new walking into a meeting, that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, it's a little different. You kind of like go, well, that dude just dropped some heavy shit. And then you, you don't realize like, yeah, he just quoted like page 56, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? So yeah, a little different. So, uh, do you ever get, um, do you ever get caught up like that? Did you ever, um, do you ever see somebody and you like thought that they were dropping some heavy shit and then realize like, maybe later, like, oh my gosh, they are like, they are like totally quoting like somebody else. Do you ever do that? Not quoting somebody else, but I just, you know, I've been to enough meetings or, you know, even patients that I work with who they just, they preach hmm. rather than express, you know, they preach, you know, how to do this. And like, this is what the book says and this works. And, you know, if you, if you believe, if you work hard, then the promises come true, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and when it comes to like patients, particularly the people who are like that, who are not talking about what they're going through typically are running from something or avoiding something. Um, and like you said, if you're brand new walking into a meeting that you've never been into, then it's not going to be so easy for you to spot that. Whereas people who have been around for a minute can be like, oh, mm -hmm. that person's like bullshitting again. Yeah, 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 like, you know, yeah. they're, they're full of shit. Like they're just <laughs> saying this so that they don't have to actually talk about what's really going on. What's, re what's going on with themselves. I had, yeah. uh, there was this one dude. I, uh, it's so funny. I, I looked up to him for like the first few meetings. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, like he, he, he would show up. He's an older guy, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, this dude's, you know, he's got some heavy shit. He's dropping some good stuff, you know? And, uh, and he's a really good speaker. You know, he, he was, he was emotive and, you know, he seemed to be, you know, but, um, as, as it, as it, as I turn around, like, you know, I went to listen in, you know, I started listening to all these speaker tapes. I started listening to all these other uh, workshops, right? Like uh, Joe and Charlie workshops and stuff like that. And, uh, and, uh, and then I, <laughs> then he shows up to a meeting and then, uh, and basically he starts dropping basically like one of my favorite speakers, right? He literally oh, like word for wording on one of my favorite fucking speakers. And I am like, oh so that's what this dude's been doing right and you know and it was like six months later or whatever but you know what i mean like but then i finally figured it out i was like oh this dude's a fucking bullshit he just comes here to sound good and then yeah. it's not it's not relating for and but he's passing it off as his personal experience and mm -hmm. i am like wow so with, with a long-term sobriety and i am like holy shit like all he wants to do is like look fucking good and i just absolutely just I, I that shit put me into a sense of reality about like even dudes that walk around saying like they got whatever 20 30 years can literally be sick as fuck in yeah. that way right it's it's deceptive right you know so um so yeah just a really weird um you know it's like uh some of us are sicker than others and it's a, it's a real um eye-opener sometimes to like realize that that's what's going on and you just kind of go oh shit so yeah uh so so use your best judgment your your spidey senses when they do tingle they're they're tingling for a reason and if even if the other area is tingling then you're probably in, you, you should go to another meeting <laughs> you, should, you know stay away from that person yeah anyway but like what do you think about like say you've got someone brand new to AA who asks you to be their sponsor and they're asking you, um, like what's something that would be a red flag for you where you're like, yeah, you got to use your common sense on that one. Like one I'm thinking of is, oh, well, you know, I, I need to, uh, stop by the liquor store because I need to get whatever, like rum or, um, or vodka for this, uh, sauce I'm making, you know, something like that. Like, <laughs> let's think that one through a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo. So if, if I was, if I was sponsoring somebody and they were like, just like, what's something that'd be a red flag for you? And you're like, that's dumb. Oh, uh, the, the, uh, um, what I really love is the, uh, 
uh, hanging out in bars, right? Just plain and simple, like well, play you know, pool. Play pool, yeah. It's like okay, you mean you can't play pool anywhere else in this world? Like you can't, like you know what I mean? Like it has to be in a bar. Like I'm sure there's like other places that you know have pool tables that don't. That it's not the bar atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then really, like, how often do you really like? Is playing pool like a thing for you? Like, is mm-hmm. that like you know what I mean? Like, or you know, what are you really going there for? So, um, so I've had that. Um, uh, you know, I I have been in um I've been in many situations where um there have been many drinks on the table, right? Many mm-hmm. uh, different alcoholic drinks, you know, non-alcoholic waters and whatnot. I have never ever in my life picked up a drink and just like it's on those types of tables and been like just fucking drinking it right you know what i mean <laughs> like i've never been first of all being sober right i've you know so i i i it's it's funny like how much we kid ourselves right you know it's like you know there's there's i've never accidentally taken a drink of alcohol i know i know it does happen right yeah on on occasion it would happen but when's the last time Chelsea, that you've been actually sitting down to a table with a bunch of fucking alcohol on it, and you're like, you don't know which drink is yours. Oh, I absolutely know which one's mine. <laughs> absolutely. Why is that? Well, one, um, you can see what it looks like, and two, like, you just know which one's yours, like okay, the one so, you've been drinking out of. Like, but but even if even if I happen to get confused, right? Then don't I'm, drink any of them. Ask for another one. <laughs> or a, fucking smell it. That might be a That's a too, great you know, next you know, step. Basic shit, you know. And uh, but I've heard so many fucking like so much bullshit along those lines that it's not even funny. You know, it's like you're just kind of like really, yeah. And it's like you know, uh, so I don't know. It, that's the kind of shit that you hear out of like you know uh, newcomers or people that you know that they literally like. Here's the thing. If being sober is important to you, if it's really important to you, right, and you really are not kidding yourself about who and what it, you are, basically, like you say, order a different fucking drink. Fucking request something else. Uh, you know, I, I, again, be prepared to sit down in that, at that table mentally to know that that's going to be going on, right? I, to, to treat it so lightly to me just seems so strange. So I have, like... Dude, I, I, I had to keep my fucking hands in my pockets, <laughs> you, know, you know, walking into a fucking grocery store. <laughs> it's like I fucking knew I, you know, that, that shit was even like, you know, I didn't go. I didn't um, I didn't go into gas stations. I literally refused to go inside. I refused to carry cash. Right. Mm-hmm. Like basic shit like that mm-hmm. was like, you know, because if I was going to, you know what I mean? Like if I was going to do something, it was it was going to be known. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I I just this just stuff that I felt was really important to to not do. So yeah, if if I was gonna have a um a sponsee, there's some basic shit that I would like that again, dump out all your booze, right? Like you know that yep. that basic stuff. Which or have someone dump a, it for you. Yeah, I didn't do initially. You know, I I I I still kept it in my house, so I was risking a lot actually, and I knew I was gonna drink again if I didn't all that shit out to the curb, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but again, initially I didn't, I wasn't taking heat. I wasn't doing what, anything in this book. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like fucking, I wasn't paying attention. But so here's the thing. If you're listening to this podcast, I mean, maybe you got a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen up. You know? Well, I think, um, you know, if there's, if you're brand new and you're still trying to figure this all out, if there is something that's teetering on the edge of like, mm, that might be a little risky, but I think I can handle it. That it is something you yeah. should not do. Yeah. You should just avoid that until you are certain that nothing will go wrong mm-hmm. if you're in that situation. You know, for example, like um, I was super nervous to go to a party because I'd be the only sober one there. Um but what could I do? I can't avoid parties my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you, I, I was kind of teetering on that edge of like, you know, um, no one there knows I'm not drinking. Like, you know, I, I hadn't made that known to everyone. Um, fortunately, the person I went with did know 
that I wasn't drinking and kind of like held me back a little bit. Mm -hmm. But was that a smart decision? Was me, was that me using common sense? No, nope. I absolutely wasn't. I was relying on someone else to keep me in check. So, but you, you at least had, uh, you know, a, 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 a sober comrade. Well, not somebody who was sober, but you had somebody who could just like some, a buddy yeah yeah somebody uh, you know, to keep you somewhat accountable and that's great because at least you have that but you mm-hmm. should also have there's so many other things to be in place if you right. ever question like how many times do you hear that in meetings too it's like people they say that exact kind of stuff like they're going to go to a party and they're not sure if they could they're tattling on themselves which i really love you know they're tattling <laughs> on themselves and they're they're really looking for someone you know to 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 save them from themselves sometimes, you know, so they, yeah. they know that they shouldn't be going, but they want to say that shit out loud to catch a, catch a head check. Like, is this like something I should or should not be doing? And well, and it only would yeah. take one person to like validate them and then be like, yeah. oh, I got, you know, the green light. Go yep. ahead. So, yep. and that's and but most of the time when you're in an AA meeting, it's like people are like, no, <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. But you're right. It could mm-hmm. be two newcomers getting together. Like, what do you think? You know, and like, yeah, I think yeah. it's good. You know, you're good because they that person wants to go to their fucking party on Saturday too. You know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's many excuses and many like, um, I, I guess ways that we walk into those denials for ourselves. And I know I had mine. It was at eight months actually. My ironically i had a boss and he said um he said yeah you're gonna go get drunk with the client right oh shit and he didn't he didn't know that i was sober and and uh he said yeah you know you're gonna go uh you know get drunk with the client and i walked into a meeting on a on a fucking tuesday and i was like i was like hey my boss thinks that i'm gonna go get fucking drunk with the client you know this you know whatever two uh, in a week or whatever the hell it was and, and it was just like you know um uh, I, yeah, I, it was a big deal for me to actually have to walk through that and to, to talk about like, oh, yo, how do I set this expectation? And so I ended up having to tell my boss, like, look, dude, like I'm sober. Like if you mm-hmm. expect that out of me, like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to send somebody else, you know? Yeah. And you know, that was it. So yeah, it, it just, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of how that goes. Right. You know, so I had to draw a line and when you draw those lines, they just, it, you know, it's you start realizing like how important your sobriety is to you, right? Because you have to like start to do that, that common sense. Is it a good idea that Carl goes and takes a client out for drinks? Probably <laughs> and not sober. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. But here's the best part is like I get there and the client, he could care less. He could, he doesn't want to go for drinks. He wants to go have some, you know, Chinese food or something. And, you know, he drink, he's drinking soda and tea. You know, he, he, he could care less about <laughs> drinking which is i thought was great well i think that's it my dear i think we're we're covered in the living sober book booklet i don't know do you think we'll make it to page six do you think we'll think we'll be able to stay sober until we make it to page six i think so (laughs) living sober (laughs) it's like it's like a it's like a it's like what is it the the like the more you know kind of star thing. The more you know. <laughs> Living so. And the little star that comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Twinkle, 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 twinkle. All right. Ex-party people. That's where we are. We're done. We call it, we're going to call it another week until next week. Until next time, friends. Until, oh, oh, so um, so um, visit um, Friends in Recovery because they're, again, Jeff Zazel is on. She's got a just a neat little name. Um, and then um, uh, do you, do you have anything? To, do you have anything going on, Chelsea? Do you have anything? Um, well, hopefully I don't die because school starts again tomorrow, oh. and I'm my clinicals are all night shifts, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna be a fun person to be around <laughs> for the next couple months. So you, you you have to do night shifts for once a week. Oh, a night a shift, week. yeah. Oh, so that messes you up then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I'm already messed up. Oh, I mean, God. they're just adding fuel to the fire, man. Well, uh, as long as you, um, yeah, I don't know, uh, don't commit suicide or homicide. You should be pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> if it ends in I, don't do it. Yes. <laughs> All right, Chica, 
What, what, what does the Chelsea say? Stay active, stay sober, deuces. That's not what the fuck you say. You don't say the whole thing. You just say deuces. They, well, okay, I wanted mind. to no, switch no, no, it up, Carl. No, you got it. You got it. Sorry, I interrupted. Don't tell me how to how to podcast, Carl. <laughs> you podcast thumper. Right. <laughs> I, I gotta go. <laughs> Remember, you're supposed to end it with fuck. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, people. Are you painfully aware that pain is a process? Want to tell the world about it, but just don't have the time? Why not display your knowledge and strife by putting it on a t-shirt? Or better yet, purchase one from painisaprocess.com. Head on over to painisaprocess.com and check out the other items such as I'm a painkiller or my personal favorite, pain is the way to peace. When you purchase a painfully aware wear item, you will get a code for a free year of access to SoberPod.com's membership section. All proceeds will go to support the SoberPod Recovery Podcast. Thanks for your support.